from coast to coast, border to border, and around the world. You're going online with Bill Alexander. Laugh and learn while you listen to a brilliant display of radio. Online, online. with Bill Alexander. Bill Alexander. Hi everyone, yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill and you're online with Bill Alexander here on WMCK.FM, WLDJ Newcastle, 1620 AM Huntington Radio, Mixtape Radio International, Steel FM, WWSX 99.1 FM, Rehoboth, Delaware, Orca Radio, Owensburg, Kentucky, and we're streaming on italknet.com and also on pghtalkradio.com and we're now available on your Google Home and Alexa. All you have to do is ask for online with Bill Alexander. And I hope everybody's doing fine on this Monday evening, the December 7th, as we record tonight's program. And for those of you listening live, thank you very much for joining us this evening. And yeah, we uh, finally made it on Google Home and Alexa. So if you're not able to listen to us live and you want to listen to us anytime of the day, find your smart device and say, hey, I want to listen online with Bill Alexander, and we will be there. So uh, just to give you a heads up on that. Tonight's going to be a fun show. The reason is, is uh, when I can connect <laughs> connect to somebody before we t- start talking on the air about Volkswagen vehicles, I know it's going to be a good interview this evening. So on the phone line right now, I have Bjorn Camarell. Bjorn, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing great, Bill. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing real good. I'm so glad to have you on the program. And for the audience to let you know who Bjorn is, he is actually a celebrity photographer. And um, they refer to you as the crazy German. And uh, I find that a very interesting uh, nickname or moniker that why do they call you the crazy German? <laughs> yeah, well... I guess I am by nature a little bit hyperactive anyway. Okay. So it started out that in my early years, the fun years when I started out shooting, I would have this old Volkswagen thing, which looked like a beach buggy. Which yes. I shot for 1600 bucks somewhere in Van Nuys. It was orange. It was just a fun car. that didn't even have a top. And you don't need a top in Los Angeles, right? I right. I would just the people in my car and... I mean, we're talking, this was the days there was this manager uh, uh, from uh, uh, Will Smith. He loved my stuff. Uh, J-Lo's manager as well. There's a big management company back then called Handprint. And they would give, send me all those, Mike Epps and Johnny Knoxville, Tom Welling, all these guys. And that's how I shot. Like, how do you do your photos? Like, well, I saw them in my car. I cruise around. We, we jump out and we take photos. That's how I do it. And they're like, really? And so, and people loved it. <laughs> like, I did sometimes. When it's a close-up, I'd have half of them in the car. I mean, when you look on IMDb, there's certain, like, for instance, Mark Pellegrino, he still uses, I mean, that shot is old, man, but he still loves it. It's, it's you know, those shots are done in the car, or TJ Sign from that show Bones. Yes. I, I looked him up, and I'm like, you're still using this photo. This was in our, this was in the thing. And because I just threw these people in there, run around, and I just animated them, because you need to give people something to do right right but if you do photos with me and i don't give you any direction you're like oh what the hell am i doing <laughs> so i would just like stop here hey so i would give you my wallet get on my credit card and do like i would just preoccupy your mind and just keep on interacting with you communication is key right right and so yeah and so this whole 
spiel, this whole approach, I don't know, got me the label, the, the label of the crazy German, I guess. Because what I feel is interesting is that for some reason, and, and you and I were talking about this, the Volkswagen, especially the older ones, they're very iconic by the way they look. And people feel comfortable around their stories. And like I tell, um, tell people, everybody has a Volkswagen story especially the early ones. Mine was actually used in a photo shoot about two years ago for a local donut shop because my car had big <laughs> okay. fl- big yeah. vinyl flowers on it and the donut shop was called Peace, Love, and Little Donuts. So it fit into that thing. So again, I get I get where you're coming from, that, that people feel very relaxed when you had that out there. Now, another thing I noticed is, is that you started photography when you were a kid, right? How old were you? Well, I was 12 years old when I got my first camera and then uh, my first darkroom. So what you do as a kid, you just play around and you just take photos of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And my, my mom had a shit ton of photo books on the shelf. So I would look at these photo books that were next to my kids' books. And I thought, well, maybe one day I can take photos that would sit in one of those books. And that's what was the beginning. And then by the time I graduated from business school, so up until then, just a hobby. And um, I would submit a photo tour reader's contest from one of the most prestigious uh, photo magazines in Germany. I thought, well, man, maybe I win, you know, a little roll of film or something. Right. And I won the whole thing. Wow. Which was awesome. So, so do you remember what, in London. Do you remember what the picture was that you won the $10,000 with? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I shot it in a pub in London. Okay. And I was just hanging out with a buddy, and there was this whole scenery, and there was this girl, beautiful girl sitting at the bar waiting for her drink, and there's an old guy in the back, you know, sneaking up on her, like, looking over his newspaper, and that was for the 90s, like, you know, you could smoke in there, so there's the whole smoke in the room and whatnot, so that shot, I thought, well, oh, that's a cool photo, well, let's send it in, and uh, that won me the whole thing, and I thought, well, I'm done with school, I didn't want to go to school anymore. And I thought, well, I just give photography a shot. And came to L.A. because I knew one guy who directed music videos. Okay. And he said, well, if you come to L.A., you're always welcome to hang out on my sets. And then I did. So and there were Chaka Khan. I have early Jay-Z pictures before he was even a big deal. Wow. Tears uh, for Fears, Missy Elliott, you name it. This guy directed Cameron Casey. He directed so many music videos, and he was so nice. It always brought me in. And I could just take photos on the set. I did it for free. And later on, I went to the record label and said, hey, do you want to buy this? And they're like, oh, sure. You know, they gave me little money. I could have gotten way more. But I was just so happy that I did something, that I practiced my craft and actually already started to make a little money on it. And, and I love how cinematographers treat life. You know, it's, for me, personally, it's so much more interesting. I love hanging out on movie sets. I love... Every time when I'm with a cinematographer or a gaffer, which is the guy who sets the light, I can talk for hours and hours okay. and hours. It's just so fun. Because I'm I'm going through some of the lists of the names that you've taken pictures of, and of course you've done uh, Megan, Duchess of Suffolk, Megan Markle, yeah, which is Megan and Markle. She came to Will Smith Management. She came to Benny Medina. I remember the day when he said. Want this really, really pretty girl. You, you yeah, I, I bet, bet you're going to do great pictures with her. So, same thing. I threw her in the car and we cruised around. 
This was pre-Princess Days. Right. <laughs> was it, <laughs> we were driving down on Melrose. Was this before oh, she was on God. the TV program Suits? Uh, she got suits with these photos. Okay, that, uh, okay. That was the fun part of it. And then, and that was kind of cool because this is the thing when, you know, her or the Joe Manganiello's of this world or whatnot, when they hang out on the trailers, and let's say he's a guest star on the show, he's like, oh, you have such a great career. I want to be like you. And then she says, well, I took pictures with Bjorn and that changed my game. Wow. And so that was a nice sales pitch. So I didn't even have to sell myself anymore. So those guys would just call me and was like, oh, I got your number for Megan. And yeah, sure enough, two days later, I, I look at the magazine cover. I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at some, yeah. of the, some of the names you've worked with. I mean, these are well-known names from Elton John to uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Cindy Crawford, as oh, you said, was, yeah, Chaka Khan, and Reba McIntyre, Justin Beevil, Beaver, Rascal Flax. I mean, you've worked with some really big names in entertainment. When you work with someone like that um, that has an established career, how is that compared to someone new starting out? Yeah, listen, you know, it requires, like, I would say, social skill set you want to have you know when you have somebody who is not that famous yet so they're easier to direct okay you know they come to me they want they love what i do so i just tell them what to do and it's easy when it's with somebody who's done a ton of them and i mean there's different all different kinds of people of course but you do need to maneuver yourself smart so that you do not step on anybody's toes because some high aliases, they walk out of photo shoots. They're like, hey, dude, this is not working for me. Right. So that shit never happens. So you got to make sure that the energy is good. The energy is the most important thing on these, uh, in these creative endeavors. If you write music or if you do a photo shoot, same thing. If you're vibing, you create good stuff. So I choose the part of the jester. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can tell I that just say, by listening to you, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it that, sounds... is, that is my in, so to say. Yeah, yeah I, I love late night hosts like such like Jimmy Fallon or, uh-huh. you know, the way Jimmy Kimmel welcomes a person. So you you, right. know, you start the conversation about some random day stuff. You know, the trick with celebrities is you don't talk about celebrity dumb. You talk about how to how to eliminate the smell of your dog shit <laughs> or you know normal stuff that you know what comedians do yes you tell them like oh is that weird i just yesterday this thing happened to me like my friend's dog shed on my carpet and you you talk about random stuff and that that's how you create common ground okay because you have no common ground with the mega star there's no way you're not right. on i height you know an oprah is on i height with justin bieber but I, i'm not right okay so, this is my only way in because I know he's funny. He's a jokester. So this is this is the way how you can kind of establish a connection that you like. I treat like a stand-up comedian. Seriously, <laughs> I just pick up on whatever just happens in the world and just you know cracking a, some jokes at it. So when you started out, like you said, you were on the uh, music video sets and you were just randomly taking photos of these performers, and then you went to the studios and said, "Hey, do you want to buy my pictures?" When did you realize this was going to be a career for you? Oh, right away. Right away. This worked so great. I have to say, like, I was really lucky. I did. Sometimes I believe in life you need a little bit of luck that you're doing the right thing at the right time with okay. the right person. You know, L.A. is a very chance-giving city. Everybody gives you a shot, right? 
and, and that first shot you want to nail, you know, and then you, the next one, hopefully two, but if you down the line, do and one job where like, Oh, that was all right. People forgive you because you already established report and track record. And so I was lucky that I'm, at the right time, I clicked the button at, you know, the right moment. And then Chaka Khan puts that photo in her office as a poster above her desk. Wow. Then I know, oh, she loved that photo. Right. Okay. So these were those lucky moments in the early days that the record labels are like, oh, these are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll buy them. So that encourages you. And I thought, okay, um, let's go for this. No, let's just go straight in it. Let's not go to photo school. Let's just learn by doing. Oh, and so then I, and you make contacts, you know, and Hollywood becomes like a village the longer you are here. Okay. Everybody knows each other, constantly changing crews and stuff. So that went fairly quick. So basically, you just said you didn't go to school to take pictures. You actually were able to, you had a natural talent for it then. I guess so. You know, I I just loved it. It's my passion. And and I think that's also what it plays a major part in it. It's so much more fun to collaborate with somebody who loves what they do. Right. Now, who's like, I'm like a little kid. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And then if people like the photo, it's so subjective. You know, there's photographers out there whose work I'm not crazy about, but they're super successful because other people like it. So what is talent, what is not, is always tough to say. Right. But I guess I have an aesthetic that vibes with a lot of people who, who dig it. So um, you said earlier that you started out, you had your own dark room. And now that we really don't use dark rooms, everything is digital. Do you like using film or do you like using the, the digital aspect more now? Because it, to me, digital seems much easier than going in and developing your own films. Oh yeah. I mean, it, the fun is, I mean, there's two sides. To it. The, the fun part is, that you're in total control over it, right? Okay. So you, there's so much of, uh, 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 so many advantages of digital. You can also shoot way more photos when there's a great moment of you. I can click 20 photos in three seconds, and then I pick the best one. Okay. Let's say if, I, if there's a great moment, it never lasts long. So with film, you would burn a whole roll of film. That was, you know, ah. Damn, there's a whole roll of film with processing and proof sheets yeah. and so on. You know, it's like, oh, 30 bucks. This was just 30 bucks you just spend in, in these three seconds. With digital, you don't have to worry about it. So these are the advantages for if we were to take photos, Bill, you and me, you would get so much more, so much more out of it because I could capture these little moments. And I love these little before and after moments. It's okay. not always that that grandiose, oh, so now you can take a picture. It's this <laughs> kind of a little bit before, a little bit after, and you're not looking and like, ah, this looks really cool. I'm, I'm not guarded. I'm not putting on a game face. It looks more like the real me. Right. And with digital, I just have, because of the volume I can click, I have so much more opportunity. So what, what, with, with today's advances in, in photo taking, and especially with editing software and being able to touch things up with some of the people you take pictures with, are there ones that you don't have to touch up at all? And there's some that you have to basically recreate. Uh, these are most, some people do their own. They're very picky about it. Okay. Sometimes it's the publicist, you know, there's with celebrities, there's a lot of voices in the game. There's the manager who has his opinion, the agency, the publicist, and then the person themselves. And so Usually they, 
those bigger jobs, they are in charge of the retouching. Okay. But if it is, oftentimes when you just do a shoot, come on, let's just hang out for an afternoon, do some new photos. And so then I would choose, just do it on my favorite photos because it does bias your choices. So, for instance, yesterday I shot uh, Michelle Stafford. So she's put 25 years on The Young and the Restless. She's a gorgeous woman. Okay. And so she's, she's in her 50s, and, but stunning, stunning woman. But here and there, I know she's more prone to pick one shot if I just do a little bit of something with it, right? Okay. There's a little thing, little like let's say a wrinkle on the, on, a, on, a, on the throat or something, and that picture looks nice. And I know she probably is going to pick that one. If I want her to pick that one and use that, because I love it too. That's the dream come true, right? That the, that the people also use the photos that you like. And so this is what I sometimes do, just to to tempt them. And of course, I do it with the photos that I put on my website. I just do a little, you know, a little polishing at the end. I'm not the biggest fan of mega retouching. You know, this kind of wet skin stuff that girls yes. do on Instagram with the Facetune app. I'm not a believer in that because it makes people just feel like shit. They're 16 year olds who go to a oh, plastic yeah. surgeon yeah. with a photo. I'm not kidding you. With a photo from face that done manipulate it with Facetune and ask to make me look like this. Mm -hmm. That's not good. I'm not, I don't want to feed into that. So I, I, I see a name on the list of people you've taken. I'm, I'm looking at Cindy Crawford right now. When you did the photos, yeah. when you did, cause she, in, in when she, she was earlier, she was stunning and she's still beautiful to this day. But did you have to do a lot of retouching with her or was that just all natural beauty? That was a shot. For um, this was for a German yogurt or a European yogurt company called Danon. Okay, I've Danone. heard of them. Yeah, and so I this was back. This was two thousand one. So I would shoot slide film. So the slides are the way they are. They're not retouched. Oh, okay. And so I would give Danon, and of course they retouched the hell out of it for their for the campaign. But the fun was for me. I had an exhibition in Berlin, and I made a little collage. Uh, out of like, like kind of like a scrapbook entry. Yes. I made a poster out of this. And in order to, to show that I need to run it by her uh, publicist, so I sent it to Wolfgang Castella and I sent them a poster, uh, like a nice art, art print, uh, with the question if she gives me permission to uh, put that in my show. And uh, then they called me back, and that was, I was really proud about that. They said, Well, yes, you have it. And she actually took it home. Because people drop off stuff every day for her, and oh. she never takes stuff home. Oh, I'm sure. But this one, she took home. I was really... And those ones, I retouched very gently. Not so much, because my favorite photographer who passed away, unfortunately, Peter Lindbergh, he didn't retouch any photos. Never. And he was the king of fashion photography, black and white. He was huge in the 90s already, and... Oh, God, he did the biggest campaign. I think for a while he must have been the highest paid fashion photographer in the world. He shot black and white, smoky eyes, you know, and he established the supermodel. All the, all the Cindy Crawfords and Tatiana. So really? I knew she's tied with Peter Lindbergh, so she appreciates his aesthetic. And so, yeah, so that's so much about retouching there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at another one, and another name jumped at me because I'm I'm just a little bit south of the city of Pittsburgh, and you did a Pittsburgh native uh, by the name of Joe Manganello, 
and oh, uh, he's cool as hell, man. Yeah, he's he cool as hell. Yeah, he seems like it, and his wife is gorgeous, which I'm surprised you didn't. Have you taken pictures of his his wife, Sophia no, Vergara? Oh, I've been for the last two years. I've been sending him texts and yeah, no, this seems bad and whatnot. I'm just trying to line it up. It's it's really a trickery, but then, but you can come to my birthday party. But of course, I don't bring my camera there. Right. Like, okay. Fun birthday party. Awesome birthday party on the top of the W Hotel at that uh, bar. He rented out the entire space and. You had steel pants or play there and the whole shenanigans. Fun, great birthday party. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm working on it. I think I sent him a text last week again. Because we've done many photo shoots together, and he's such a cool cat. I mean, so how... really, really earthy, and he loves his, you know, Dungeons & Dragons stuff. He's big and big on that. So how often... So you, you do these celebrities or anyone. How often do you take photos of them or is it just a one or two time thing or are you always on that list hey i need pictures done i go directly to you yeah yeah it goes both ways okay it goes both ways of course that because again there's so many more voices in the team the publicist might like another photographer for the job magazine likes another photographer or whatnot or the studio so the personal connection helps, of course, the most. So for me, like my my net worth is my network that you uh, you know that that you take care of a good relationship with their representatives. And but, but people's schedules are so tight. For instance, Billy Zapka, he just yesterday he won the MTV uh, Awards Greatest of All Time Award, and I've been working with him on a photo shoot for four months. Okay. And it's so he's got such a busy schedule, and then I then I have to rearrange stuff. So it's always I have some I have lots of jobs too. So until we meet, so we're still texting back and forth. Yeah, okay, we make it happen. Maybe between Christmas and New Year's, maybe maybe that's gonna happen. I don't know. So but, do uh, you work? Yeah. Do you work exclusively with certain magazines, or is it does the uh, the celebrity that's going to be in the magazine? Do they pick pick their photographer, or does the magazine pick the yeah. photographer? Sometimes the magazine. Okay, but uh, most of the time, it is it helps so much when the person that you like when the celebrity says, "I want my guy to do it," and then then you're in. Okay. That helps a lot. But magazines are, to be honest, it's getting less and less. Like, for me, it's, it's, there's, there's only probably like 30 photographers who split the big cake. Okay. And it's a really tough one to get into that league. Not that I'm not planning on doing it, but I'm aware of how things are. And I love when it happens to personal connections. Right. That, right. Uh, that Billy, Billy Zapka's manager, for instance, uh, two weeks ago, he said, well, there's this young artist, his name's Rob Stone. He has uh, 750 million streams on YouTube with the song Chill Bill. He needs photos. He needs publicity photos. I love your photos. Can you take care of him? And then we, we're going to use them. So and this is how it happens a lot. So it's going to be a buyout. People come, they do photos. Michelle Stafford yesterday. I need new photos that I am able to to give to magazines that I can whatever there is a a charity and they want a photo of mine. I want to own a bunch of photos that I can use, and so this is kind of how I do it. 
that they they call me like, let's create something together and then I can own the photos so that I can give them out to whoever I want. Gotcha. Okay. And this has been working for me really well. And it's also more fun to create, to be honest, because you don't have all those, you know, the bigger the set, the more cooks are in the kitchen. Uh-huh. You know, and then they're all going, ah, I don't like this. And why don't you do that? And of course, you know, you don't like when somebody's telling you how to do your job. Exactly. Uh, of course, I say yes, but so much more fun. It's just between the artist and you who trust you. And like, I love the way you do it. Let's just hang out. Let's just do photos, just the two of us. And then I have new material. And that's the, that's what I do mostly. And I love it because it has an intimacy. It has a playfulness. It's not it's not one of these slick business transactions, you know, that Photoshop could be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then people get all posy because there's whatever, an entourage of 10 people on the set. Certainly not happened right now with COVID, but... You know, it's, it, it happened, and I noticed, oh, God, when it was the two of us, we were so much better. You know, people feel, you know, when I take photos of you, and imagine there's like 10 people watching while I'm taking photos of you, you subconsciously, you probably want to be like the cool guy around the night. Right. You know, you think, you display a photo that you assume that people think is either nice or funny or cool looking, and chances are it's not your most authentic self. So the most authentic self will emerge when these 10 eyes, when these 10 people are out of the room. It's just me and you. And at some point, and I play music and I do my thing with you. And ideally, at some point, you just enjoy yourself and you kind of forget, I have, we're here for photos. You just, it's, it's about, it wants to become about a little bit something else. So do you remember who your first A-list celebrity was? Uh, my first A-list celebrity, I think, was Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and he loves the thing. I can tell you that. <laughs> this was when he had Jackass. He had Jackass just hitched right. to, I don't know, where was it? On, on MTV? Or where, where was it? Like, MT- it was day, MTV, like, oh, yeah. yeah. It was, was it MTV, right? Yes, it was MTV. And, and, <laughs> and so he came and was like, oh, that's the car? I'm like... Yeah, old old beat up Volkswagen thing, and he's like, "Fucking love it!" And so he jumped in the car. It it was perfect, and I thought, ah. And then again, that was with Smith's manager, and 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 they loved the photos, and he loved them. And I remember a year later, I go to Pink's, and uh, Pink's is a hot dog, famous hot dog stand. uh, 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 It's almost like a not a drive-in; it's just a hot dog stand, right? Okay. Which is open until four a.m. And every celebrity and their friend goes, went there at least one time. So that, like, there's famous stories of, of Robert De Niro after some fancy French Nouvelle Cuisine dinner. He was still hungry, and on the way home, he just pops by at Pink's and gets himself a hot dog, right? It's on Melrose and La Brea. Okay. So I go to Pink's, get my Guadalajara hot dog, and I see that my photo with Johnny Knoxville, which he then used as, you know, for autograph cards and whatnot, so yeah, and there's a wall of headshots, you know, with this, with the with an autograph, the signed headshot. I'm like, oh, geez, this, this is where it ended up, huh? The photo of the thing. Now it's, it's ha! I remember that was fun. That was my first encounter, and I really loved it. It was fun. That that that's fantastic. Now I'm looking at I'm looking at your uh, your business site bkheadshots.com. And I'm looking at all mm-hmm. the people you've done. And one thing I notice when I look at photographs, I notice the eyes. And when mm-hmm. you when you take pictures, do you focus on the eyes, 
or do you focus on something else and just let the eyes be natural? That just that just happens by itself. It's okay. Just, of course, when you have when you have light eyes. So here's the thing: when you have light eyes, that makes a huge difference compared to dark eyes. Okay. And but it's not only the eyes. When people think, "Oh, it's all about the eyes," no, it's not. When your features look shit, you don't look pretty. You right. might have stunning eyes, but if this is not, if your features are not lit well, you cannot use it. So. It's kind of like this trade-off thing that you play around with these components, right? But, of course, there's a certain light aesthetic that I love. And what you do is with light eyes, that you, that's why I don't use strobes, so flashlights. Mm-hmm. I use continuous light, like the movie guys. Because then when the, there's a certain amount of light that hits you, that your pupil gets really small. And then your eyes are complete. Let's say you have light blue eyes your eyes are like, they're like a fluorescent light bulb themselves. Okay. And, but without you having to squint. So this is the fine line. And I, over the years, I love these fluorescent lights. They do the trick perfectly. They're, they're not too harsh. They're soft. And they bring, they, they create this effect that it's light enough that your pupil goes, right? Like that little, tiny little pupil. And so your eyes are just green or blue. And that's just the, and it's and yeah, you get lost in them. It's, yeah, um, you're but list- you've got to make sure that the face looks good. Yes, That's I- the whole point. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs> you're listening to online with Bill Alexander here at WMCK.FM, the keys for 107.5 FM WLDJ Newcastle, 16:20 AM Huntington Mixtape Radio International, Steel FM, WWSX Radio 99.1 Radio Rehoboth. Orca Radio at Owensburg, Kentucky, and streaming online at italknet.com and pghtalkradio.com. Now, I'm, I'm looking at some of these photos that you have, and some are in a, uh, a studio, it looks like, and then you have others on location. Is it easier to shoot in the studio, or is it easier to shoot on location? And what would your preference be? The studio allows you more precision when you go close up. See, the closer you come in, the more you need excellent lighting because you, you, everything shows when you go really close up on the face. So for the close-ups, I love being in the studio okay. because I can set the light precisely. I mean, really, this is almost like, I wouldn't say surgery, but when you're outside, you know, you, you need also a little bit of luck that the sun's right there and this looks cool and the person is right there in that mood and whatnot. So it's Location is fun when you include the location, that you show it, right? Okay. So that's the fun of a location when you have a building or you know, a field. or you, you make the location sort of also a, a co-star of the photo. Gotcha. That's where location is fun. Because then, I mean, I can create my stuff in, in, in my loft. But, it's, you know, I noticed now over the last four years, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's been, you know. It needs a fresh. I need new backdrops. I need to play around with new stuff because you don't. It's kind of like a comedian. You don't want to. You don't want to repeat the same jokes all the time, right? right? So you need you need to write new material. And uh, but location has, of course, a charm also in terms of shooting because it's more exciting in the sense of oh, it's more adventurous, and people feel like there's an energy of a place. You're you're at a nice villa with a swimming pool. You jump in or whatnot and come out it's just 
the fun the location also has to be sort of has has to have character okay so um have you do you have any stories where photo shoots have gone wrong <laughs> you want to hear those yes i'd love to yeah. Well, you know, this this happens when, I mean, once a year, probably, I would say, there's, there's a moment where I'm like, hmm, I do, I don't know, I, I do like three, four hundred jobs a year, so that's really, really tiny. But there there's moments when I decide, uh, you know what, I'm the wrong guy. Okay. You know, when you try to direct somebody and they're not looking at you, right? they're looking at the ground, they're doing this, they look at their cell phone. And I don't want to, you know, bring uh, confrontation energy into the room. I just realized that this is this is not happening. I have I cannot direct that person. Okay. So then I would say I am the wrong guy, and I think you should go to somebody else who is your perfect fit. So this is my diplomatic way of dealing with the situation. And when you notice, like this is not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, there is. Once in a once in a blue moon, and I'm not naming anybody or whatnot, but of course it happens once in a blue moon where you know this you're just shaking your head inside and think, I I don't know what to do here because they're not responsive. You you ask them to do whatever, and just turn around and they're not doing it, or they're so so self conscious that even the best psychological trick that I have in my toolbox does not work. That would be the moment when I when I say, "Hey, you know what? Now you need to go to another guy. Keep your money. It's all good." Okay. It's, I used to do it in my early years. I would try to squeeze it through with that. Oh, I've got to make this happen. But here's the thing: like, if somebody tells you, "Oh, I've done five shooters, photo shoots, and nobody gets it," guess what? You're probably number six. So don't <laughs> sign on to that job. <laughs> like, don't don't go for that. Just be like, okay. Because most chances are at 90 to 10 that this person will go like, oh, yeah, this guy didn't get it. Right. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, I like the other five guys. So, So, yeah. So with with what's going on in the world today with COVID and everything, how has that changed the way you do things? Luckily, I am essential. So we're a film business in L.A. is considered to be essential. So we can work. Okay. With uh, six feet apart or whatnot, it doesn't always work. That I, I cannot always stay six feet apart. So I put a mask on the minute when I get really close. And, and you know, you want to fix a hair thing or whatnot. Other makeup artists, for instance, they need to get on. Like, there's no, you know, there's no, you have to. But so far, my sets are so small. So even I tell them, let the makeup artist do everything beforehand so that you show up ready to go. And, um Honestly, I'm busy. I'm a lot. I'm so busy because I think now is the time when people just uh, think, okay, there's nothing else I can do. But I can do photos. Right. Oh, that's good. We can work on something for my publicity or whatnot. Oh, let's do new photos. That's a good thing. Oh, at least I'm proactive. So that helps a lot. So I'm I'm really busy. Honestly, like me personally, I hate. Like I almost feel bad saying this out loud, but. COVID really worked for me. It's like <laughs> so positive in so many in so many ways. 
Because I can imagine because the people that you work with have been so busy that they haven't been able to get these pictures taken. And now because th- everything has come to a stop, or at least it did earlier, now they have time to do it and actually relax exactly. when they have them done. And I'm sure you can tell a difference between a stressed performer and a relaxed performer, and you probably would rather work with someone that's relaxed. Oh, yeah. That's a big-time, big-time uh, uh, difference. Like, in this context, great story. I remember I did this actor. His name is Jack Wagner. So Jack Wagner has done millions and millions of episodes in daytime. What a really good-looking guy. I mean, I'm not gay, but I thought, <laughs> and no kidding. He looks like, like a mix of, if you, if Robert Redford and David Bowie would have like a boy, that's, right. that's what he looks like. And so we were in Paramount Ranch and he needed photos for, he does music. So he needed music for his album cover. He needed photos for his album cover. So you have the concept, it's like, okay, we bring a really beautiful girl in the background and we put you in the foreground and you bring your guitar and kind of a little bit country-ish. So the western town of Paramount felt like the right fit. And I pulled the camera on him and this guy is so comfortable with himself, with himself, that I was so happy and he started giggling because I'm like, holy shit, I would give out the Jack Wagner Award to my client. You are so fun to shoot. He, there's no pretense or anything. This guy would sit down, just look at me, maintain a conversation, and will not change his face. It just looks so good, so relaxed and cool with himself. Right. That's for a photographer the biggest treat. You're clicking like a maniac at that moment because for my previous experience, I'm like, oh, let's see for how, for how long he's holding that. So let's get a shit ton of photos that you have it in the box in case it stops. But with him, it didn't stop. He's like, oh, where do you want to shoot him? Oh, I like your photos, son. Yeah, <laughs> this. And so he was, yeah, this cool manner, very elegant, really like a James Bond, held himself with so much confidence. And that's, these are the moments for photographers that you love. You know, when somebody is so experienced also because a lot of you know this is comes when people have a ton of photo shoots in their lives and they know what works and know what doesn't and they learn that when you try so hard most likely it's not going to look as good as when you relax into it okay kind of like when you play golf or something you want to hit the golf ball really hard most likely you're going to hook that damn thing but if you if you're like ah let's just have some fun boing and it flies straight and with photos same thing because I was, so yeah. Because I was just curious about that. Because um, with everything going on in the world today, um, it could work as a plus or a minus for you. Um, so when you when you work with the when you work with these individuals and when you when you are are doing these types of shoots, you are using one hundred percent digital equipment, correct? Yeah. Okay. Moment, yeah. Now. Can you take good photographs with a phone, or 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 would you never even try that? Because I'm hearing different people I, say different things recently. So depends. There's some stuff you can do. Okay. When it comes to portraits and close-up portraits, you will never be as good as my camera as a, as a DSLR or something. Okay. Because of the nature of the technology, but. There is great stuff you can do with your cell phone when you're not when you're not trying to emulate 
a photo that I would do with a 200 millimeter lens for instance, okay. which I know, you know, that's, that's impossible, but you can do great photos with, uh, uh, iPhones. Plus we have all these editing tools now in the iPhone. So a lot of times this is what happens on my set. Maybe whatever friend comes along, a stylist or whatnot, want to take photos. And the way I like them, there's a lot of darkness in the photo. But just in the middle is, in this whole room, there is my subject. Okay. So the iPhone thinks, oh, it's so dark. Let's make this light. And it's completely overexposed. So you cannot even see the face. It's so white. But here's the trick. You hold your finger on your iPhone on the display for like a second. And then you see this yellow square pop up. Now you slide with your right hand, with your right finger down and up. And then you'll see you can change the exposure. This is the thing that most of the people have no idea that oh, they okay. can do that. Every time I tell it to someone, it's like, really? Oh, this looks so much better. <laughs> exactly. And then step two is then you bring it in into the, in the editing software. So you, now you're in your... You took the photo, so now you pull it up in your in your photos folder on your iPhone, and then you press on edit, and there you have all these filters, and you can you can bring it down, you can change the colors and whatnot. Yeah, there's beautiful stuff you can do in the post, which I think you can. I mean, there's people who create art with this incredible art just with cell phones, right? So it's absolutely possible. So when you, when you when you do your stuff, do you mainly work with individuals, or do you do other um, other type of photo shoots, say with uh, with vehicles or landscapes or stuff like that, or is it just all humans? Uh, I no, it's just people. Okay, <laughs> I just ended up. I, was, I, I mean, like they, life sometimes tells you tells you what to do. You know, it came out. It took me probably two years after being in Hollywood, and I was booked every day. Okay, so. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. And if somebody just calls you, it's like, of course I want to do it. So I, because I like shooting people, there's a there's great fun in this because they surprise you. Okay. A car doesn't surprise you. No. A car is just a car and then, you know, okay, you light it, but no. But with people, there's that little spontaneous element in there that they do this thing or whatnot. And this happened and this emerges. So it's, I like that. It's, it's not that I don't, appreciates great landscapes or whatnot. I mean, there's a lot of Instagram accounts I follow and I love it, but I don't take the photos. Sometimes I use it for my music videos. Then I would use, shoot B-roll, B-roll material, which is the name for, you know, little sequences that you shoot where the star or the singer right. is not in it. Where you right. just, whatever, you just need a little bit of LA energy or, or, or an early morning energy. And so that's, that in that context, I like doing it. It's kind of more from a cinematographer, as a cinematographer, so to say. Um, but because I'm because I'm booked so much, I'm like I'm kind of also in the evening. I'm exhausted. Like okay, <laughs> I've done my work. You know, I've, I do want to go out and shoot at night. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Let me, let's eat the pasta. <laughs> I I got you. So um, you you've worked with people of all ages, correct? All ages. Okay. Kids. So if you're like, working, is it a ninety-year-old? Is it more difficult to work with a kid than say a thirty-year-old? Yeah. And why is that? Um, because you cannot direct them, <laughs> or they're tougher to direct. The kid or the thirty-year-old? 
<laughs> the kid. Oh, okay. The kid, the kid's not up for it. Gotcha. So I did a, I did a photo shoot with a kid uh, that was for a TV show for Bravo. I'm not going to say names. Okay. So there was a lady, and so to her, she was one of the stars, and it's a reality show, and they filmed the whole photo shoot. So this talking about stuff that goes wrong, right? So they sit together, mother and daughter, and daughter is probably like eight or nine, and she would stick out her tongue, stuck out her tongue the whole time. And so I'm, so here's the mother, and I'm just, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. Oh, I'm making suggestions, so look at, and kiddo, hung out. <laughs> I mean, that probably had some great footage for the reality show because that was just oh. like, oh, it became very bratty. Okay. Uh, but there's not to say that there's also kids that are phenomenal. I mean, sometimes I work with uh, with kids that blow you away because they don't know really when they're that young that they have no they don't, haven't developed this awareness yet. Oh, it's a photo and whatnot. They're just like, okay, cool, we hang out. So I give them stuff to do. This is my strategy. I always give you something to do when you when you're in front of a camera and you have nothing to do. That, chances are that this is not going to be a spontaneous photo. Okay. So I create little scenarios. I, or even if it's just when I play music or whatnot. But with kids, I, whatever I use, a, I use an exercise ball that they can roll around with and whatnot. And then we just hang on the floor and we're just talking and boom, and there it is. So you can catch those of kids. But let's say with a 30-year-old who is an experienced actor... I can give him directions. Right. And so, and they know how it is. They've been in front of the camera enough that they know how it works. So that's an easier, that's why I, that's why I would say in general, it's probably easier to shoot the 30 year old. Okay. Cause I was just curious about that because you've always heard the saying, you don't want to work with kids or animals. And I didn't know if that was the same way when working in the photo industry or not. So well, that same yeah, same thing because of direction. Because an animal, you cannot direct. You tell the dog, "Hey, let's do that again." The dog's like, "Oh well, <laughs> what do you say?" Right, what you yeah. got for me. <laughs> Wait, which, you start negotiating with the dog. <laughs> you, you know you're in trouble if you negotiate with the dog. You know that, but um, it yeah. is. <laughs> but it, it's really interesting to look into what you have done. So you've been you've been taking photographs. Professionally, for how many years now? 23 years. Okay. I just calculate. I've done 15,000 jobs now. Wow. Do, do, yeah. okay, I'll ask you the dumb question. Do you remember all 15,000 jobs? Hell no. Okay. It happened to me <laughs> that I went, oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. When you, when you, see, here's the embarrassing moments that happen, like, you had some film premiere and whatnot, and you, you go there with friends and you meet people you know. And oh yeah, and this is uh, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Her name is Bjorn. Bjorn, we did photos together. Remember? <laughs> oh, oh, this is when you want to have a big hole in the ground and hide immediately. Yeah, I, I was going to ask yeah, you that. Yeah, that stuff happens. Yeah, that stuff happens. Uh, maybe, maybe I just blame it. I tell him, "Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 50 now. I'm becoming senile. I'm, I'm so please, please forgive my my dementia." <laughs> well, that's tough, you know, because you don't. Yeah, that 
that has to be that has to be difficult because if you've worked with that many people and you say you're doing three hundred about three hundred shoots a year, correct? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of people over a, a, a twenty-three year old twenty-three time period. Do you, have you ever done a shoot with more than one individual and forgot that you've done it with them before? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That 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 happened. That has to be when in... they come in the room. Yeah. When when they come into the studio and I introduce myself again <laughs> and they're like, Bjorn. We've done. <laughs> oh no! What have I done? Please, mea culpa. So then I take my whip and do self-flagellation in the basement and whip myself. And like, okay, I'm taking the whip. I'm going downstairs in the dungeon. I shall punish myself. So you you say that you listen to music when you do this. Is there a certain type of music that you use for a certain client? I I use music actually it sounds very egoistic but I sound music that I vibe with and for me it's soundtracks because they have so much emotional content you know it's okay like, the pop song let me compare it this way like a pop song is kind of like a cookie and a good cinematic soundtrack is like a big ass chocolate cake okay you know flavor big chocolate like, mm. so there's a mood it sets the mood it sets the vibration you know everything's frequency. We're all frequency. We're all vibration, right? right? That's what modern physicists are telling us. So, and it does affect you what kind of music I play. It will, even if I don't say a single word. I play three different songs, and I take three different photos with each song. Okay. And you'll see a difference. You'll feel it. You'll feel how the energy will of the music affect you. And soundtracks are just, especially like those lower so there's two kinds there's my these bombastic ones these big like, gladiator like boom get the hell get it done boy you right. know that kind of big larger than life yeah it's drums and a choir and get on that boat and be a captain kind of thing and then there's this very calm almost like melancholic music that like whatever the American Beauty soundtrack. Yes, that's right. It's a beautiful piece. So you play this, it will relax and calm people. And I, then I move my lights around and I leave them alone with the music for a little while. Maybe I talk a little bit with it and mm, light in here. I just sometimes even just pretend that I have to move lights around, even though I don't. Okay. Just for them to like kind of get in the groove with the music. And then it relaxes them, and all of a sudden, it just it allows your imagination to go somewhere. And once that happens, your face changes. See, when I take a photo of you, you just look at the sky and you pose it, or you listen to the soundtrack, and all of a sudden, you see a face in the sky. Okay. Your face will look different. It's very subtle, but that's this is the, this is the fine difference between a great portrait and an okay portrait. So, what music would you use with Elton John? <laughs> not with Elton John, there was no, hell, oh, let me pick the music. No, 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 no. We're talking about high-level stuff. You know, if, if I was hurt rich back in his day, I could have done it. Like, but, uh, but at that gig, that was in Vegas, and it was a day where a big deal fell through. So, he had to show the wet piano okay. in Vegas. Right? So he, him and Celine Dion, that would switch back and forth. You know, he was on for three months and she was on for three months. And his, 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 perform, his life act was called the Red Piano. 
plan was to do this as a live show on the biggest, most prominent places all over Europe. Okay. In front of the Eiffel Tower, in Berlin, in front of the Brandenburger Gate. I mean, those famous, famous places. Big live venues. And that deal went sour the morning of the photo shoot. Oh. So I had this German... This was for a German uh, uh, client. And... So this guy, he was kind of like not my fixer or something, but he was my my guy, you know, my handler, so to say. Right. And so he's like, oh, man, this all fell through. Vanity Fair, Italy, they just send them home already. No pictures, no interview, no nothing. Oh, what do we do? Let's feel it out. Let's feel it out if he likes you. And luckily, he liked me. Okay. So this, is, this is what it also sometimes comes <laughs> This is how Hollywood works. You know, I like the guy. You know, then, oh, you can take a picture. If you don't, somebody don't, doesn't like you, an A-list, get him out. Okay. So that was lucky me. And it was this energy like, okay, oh, well, I just, oh you shall have five minutes. And I had five minutes. I'm probably four. I'm like, okay, let's, let's just do this. I'm like, oh, oh right, then, Elton. It's all right. <laughs> you just do your thing. And I knew I was not going to say I was so careful because I knew everybody was pissed that day. Right. And the fact that he was actually cool with doing it, that, just, oh. I'm like, okay, so I was, uh, yeah, thanks, Elton. <laughs> so it wasn't like I envisioned it the night before in my bed at the Caesar's Palace. I'm like, oh, whoa, we're going to have fun. We're going to play around. It's going to be fabulous. Hell no. <laughs> okay. I need five minutes, boy. <laughs> but it worked. So then later on, I would do a thing and I sit next to his manager who looked at my screen of my camera. I was like, oh, these are actually fucking, these are, these are really awesome. Well, well done. Well done. So good. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. So, well, close call. Bjorn, we've been on the phone for almost an hour now. Hard to believe. I mean, this was this was fun. I really oh, wow, enjoyed. Really? T- yeah, I really enjoyed talking to you, and I'm sure you have plenty of stories uh, <laughs> about more people you've worked yeah, with. Got a big bucket. Yeah. Yeah. So I could I could imagine. So Bjorn, thank you very much, and uh, I really appreciate you taking time uh, to talk about this. If there's a- anything that you want to tell my audience before I let you go. I'm I'm actually right now, I'm I'm very very happy. I'm have, I have no project at the moment. I'm, I'm shooting a music video with a great uh, singer actress named Nina Bergman. Uh, she's half Danish, half Russian, and uh, but works in Hollywood for a long time. She's lead in big movies and does soundtracks with Hans Zimmer and whatnot. And she is working on a new album, so I'm shooting my a music video for her. And uh, so this is currently my exciting project. Once this is done, I'll let you know. Oh, sounds so good. One of my passion passion projects at the moment. Yeah, it's uh, that's. Well, Bill, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure here too. I really appreciate you taking time to talk to us. You have a Absolutely. great night, and uh, <laughs> we'll hope hope to talk Thank again you. soon. Absolutely, it was my pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so for, much, Bill. Thank you very much. You have a great night. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, Bjorn Camarell here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. We talked about the photo industry in Hollywood and music videos and everything else. That was a fun interview. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, too, because it gives us the opportunity to uh, 
talk about these things a little bit different than what we normally talk about but that's okay i really enjoyed it i hope you did too um just a reminder coming back in next week we're having anna vicino back in next week she's going to be talking about uh holiday cooking at least she thinks she is i don't know what we'll be talking about because it always changes when she's here but i'm looking forward to having anna back in and um she said the drink of choice next uh, Monday night, I think, is bourbon is what she said. But we'll decide that uh, later on this week. Um, really appreciate it. Thanks to all the stations out there that have us on. WMCK.FM McKeesport, 107.5 FM WLDJ Newcastle, 1620 AM Huntington Community Radio, Mixtape Radio International, MTRI.co.uk, Steel FM at SteelFM.org, WWSX Radio 99.1 FM, Rehoboth, Delaware, Radio Rehoboth.com, Orca Radio at OrcaRadio.CoffeeCop.com, Owensburg, Kentucky, and we're streaming on iTalkNet.com, and also on PGHTalkRadio.com, and now we are available officially on your Google Home and Alexa. All you have to do is say, hey, play online with Bill Alexander, and as soon as I said that, my Alexa just lit up. <laughs> Which is not good to have it on your desk when you're doing a talk show and you mention it. Because I was worried there it was going to start talking to you. But anyhow, that is there. We'll be back in again next Monday night. Hard to believe it is December 7th. We have only a few more weeks until Christmas. Uh, we also have a year-end show coming up with Eric O'Brien. We have to get that scheduled. Talking about media 2020 and everything that happened during COVID and the pandemic. Which should make everything more interesting in 2020 and maybe we can look forward into 2021 which won't get here fast enough will it but anyhow that's going to wrap it up for yours truly bill alexander i greatly appreciate you joining me this evening and we'll talk to you next time here online with yours truly bill alexander this has been a million dollar baby production for more information go to italknet.com